At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Jolly Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Barrett. This podcast is for those who are interested in the conversation around diversity, inclusion, and equity. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest who has something special to share or is actively part of building solutions in this space. Let's get started. Jill Osier, founder and CEO, Teneral Sellers. She's a former UC Berkeley softball player, and she still draws on her athletic background to hone her leadership style and overcome obstacles. Deeply moved to elevate women and inspire meaningful change, her values have guided her career, first as a savvy political fundraiser, then in marketing with Special Olympics Northern California and Nevada, and now as an entrepreneur. Jill has helped launch numerous consumer product companies and ventures focused on doing well by doing good. Previously, the co-founder and director of California-based winery group Gold Wine Brands, Jill founded a digital winery, Teneral Cellars, in 2020. Teneral Cellars is driven by Jill's belief that wine can be a conduit for change, a force for gender equity, and social justice within the wine industry and our culture at large. She's a member of Women Presidents Organization, C-Suite Network, and she was a founding board member of the John F. Kennedy University Institute for Entrepreneurial Leadership and is a current advisory board member for Enterprising Women, the Women Business Collective, and board member of Helinski's Hope Foundation, which provides integrative mental wellness programs for student athletes. She has several awards. In 2002, she was an honoree at the East Bay Business Times 40 Under 40 and Women of Distinction. 2003, she was an honoree by the San Jose Business Journal for Top Women in Business. In 2009, she was the finalist for the Stevie Awards as the Best Entrepreneur. In 2012, she was the recipient of the Bronze Stevie Award, Female Executive of the Year in Consumer Products for up to 2,500 employees. And in 2021, she was the winner of the Women's Presidents Organization, Adrian Hall Award for Breaking Down Barriers. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Jill Osier. I am just excited. I think um, the listeners probably have already heard um, O.T. Mosley-Bramon's episode a few weeks ago, 
Um, and she talked about your community partnerships and, you know, being a founder and really some of the things that you have done to really change the game. Um, you know, she talked about her experience, even becoming a founder when you said, hey, can you, you know, uh, put together this amount of money and said, and she was like, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> and I don't know any <laughs> woman that does, but Jill had other thoughts and plans. And um, you really kind of made sure that there was opportunities. So I want to start really Jill, uh, because I had the pleasure of meeting you at the East Bay Women's Conference, and you were doing a presentation on head, heart and gut. And um, it was it was really uh, incredible to me because the alignment um, that you talk about, um, there's a friend of mine who does diversity, equity and inclusion work, and she's always talking about your head, heart and hands when it comes to DEI work. And so head, heart and gut. And you really had uh, a process that you were talking about in terms of the alignment um, so I just want, you know, I was so glad to hear that presentation, but um, really just wanted to start with, you know, like, how did you even get into this? In, well, you know, it, it's, uh, I moved up to Northern California in 1985 and, you know, going to Berkeley and I was an hour away from Napa and I started to go to a lot of events and see how, you know, great wine was being served, but how much wine connected people. And that really spoke to me. I mean, I'm a people person. And I think back then it's interesting because so much of my journey has been to, you know, around finding out who I am so that I can best show up as, as my best self so that I can then serve others. But what I could definitely see that regardless of who it was, how much wine was really being used as a connector. And so from that point, forward. I had it on my vision board to get into the wine industry, but I really didn't know how to get in there because, um, you know, I don't come from a family that owned a vineyard. Um, you know, from, from my vantage point, it was like a lot of rich people owned wineries and, you know, how could I make that happen? And so it just, um, you know, came about after years of trying out a lot of different things and finding out a lot about me that I found, you know, a partner to help me get into the wine industry because he had the, the, He's a CFO by by training and a trained attorney had taken the largest nut company in the world public. And we met working at a, a tech company and um, the economy crashed and the two founders ran for the hills. And he just sat there with me as I sort of was holding the bucket to take care of these employees because I wasn't going to run. It was the right thing to do. I mean, my job was to manage these employees and um, and he was there with me. And so uh, from the first time we met, we talked about wine and um, we both just realized that we had a love love for it. And why not, you know, why not find a way to get into the business? And so started a company uh, with him on the uh, distribution side first, because um, there was a real problem after the economy crashed. A lot of the larger companies had merged and it really left the majority of smaller wineries. And when I say smaller wineries, there's only 3% of wineries in the US that make over 50,000 cases a year. But when we're talking about that 3%, we're talking about, you know, a little more than a handful of companies that make, you know, produce the majority of the wines. And um, you know, most people don't realize when they go into a Safeway that probably 90% of the wines on the shelf are owned by five companies. They just own the all the portfolios. So trying to find a way that the majority of, of companies could 
you know, get their wines into restaurants, into stores. And, um, and so we, we built a really nice company, but then we realized that, you know, we wanted to be in control of what we were doing. So we actually bought one of the, the wineries that we were um, helping to distribute and, you know, landed on El Dorado County because El Dorado County is really an amazing wine region that for so many years people have never heard about. And um, there's, they don't have any water issues. You can grow everything up here. The cost of land is significantly less expensive than Napa or even our neighboring county in Amador County. And yet uh, the dirt is equally as good as Napa. So, you know, we started this company, we built it, we have um, multiple tasting rooms and lots of employees. And, you know, for me, it was um, a great way to get my, um, you know, my feet wet. But like so many, I think women in particular, I realized that um, I was really um, feeling that I was leaving the best part of myself at the door on most days and um, realizing how steeped in tradition and dominated by rich white men, the wine industry was, and I just felt like I had to do something different. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's like, I don't want to talk for 40 minutes on my whole story, but that's how, I mean, I got into it with the right reasons, but I also realized like any other industry, um, Melissa, that there are, you know, there's so many uh, stereotypes, there's so many old systems and old operating, you know, ways of doing things. And it's very difficult sometimes to show up as your authentic self when you're coming into an industry, even with well-intentioned people, when they're, they, you know, they are so wired to do things in a set way. Yes, you are absolutely right. And, you know, I love the fact that I think you talk a little bit about, you know, the name Teneral and the um, dragonfly that you use and what it represents. Can you tell us a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so for me, I mean, it was really for me, my aha moment was came in 2020. Um, you know, COVID had just taken over the world. Um, you know, we're all sitting here um, as well with just some, you know, following the murders of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and then George Floyd. And I remember very specifically sitting at my home office at my desk and just asking myself, as a leader in the wine industry, what was I doing to be part of the solutions that I wanted to see in the world? And and as I sat there, that's when I realized how tamed I had become and, um, you know, in this industry steeped in tradition and dominated by rich white men. And I, as I was taking a, an introspective look at myself, you know, I, I realized I played softball like at, in college at Cal, um, go Bears. And I, you know, using my voice had always come very naturally to me. And quite frankly, it was part of, of what I needed to do to be successful. And, you know, as growing up as a uh, in the Jewish faith, tikkun olam has also been what I was brought up to believe in and, and, and to do. And what that means is to world and it's to leave the world a better place and you found it. And so standing up for racial and social justice has always been something that's been ingrained in, in me as um, a young girl and, and a way that we are supposed to approach and show up in the world. And so as I was sitting at my desk and thinking about, you know, what was I going to do about this? Um, I also took a look at my own industry to realize that there's only 10% female winemakers and 0.1% black winemakers and female sommeliers are still making 70 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts. And yes, there are women in tasting rooms, but there are very few women in leadership positions. Yet 67% of all wine is purchased by women and the industry doesn't reflect its, its you know, largest customer. So as I was sitting there and thinking that, you know, I know I was put on this earth to use my voice. And I knew that if I really 
stepped into my own power that I can make a difference. And, and that's, you know, why I chose the dragonfly as my logo, because the dragonfly represents transformation. And at Teneral, we believe that if we all take small actions every day, that the cumulative effect of the actions that we take can create that transformational change that we want to see. And the word tenoral is when a dragonfly comes out of its cast and it's in its most vulnerable state and its wings are colorless and it can't fly. And within a few days, it actually gets its full colors in its wings and spreads its wings and takes off with amazing power and grace. And for me, that represents women and that we all have that power within us that we just have to claim that. And I was that vulnerable dragonfly. I was feeling um, it's a really bad feeling when you can't show up in your authentic self. And, and when I would try to be my authentic self, um, my partner didn't like that. And I, I had made a decision a long time ago to keep him happy because when he was happy, our 54 employees were happy. But over a period of time of losing part of myself, I also realized how much my business, my company was missing out on my, on my brilliance. And so it was time that I claimed that power um, and just, you know, had the faith that I could be the change that I wanted to see in the world. And that's when Teneral Sellers came pouring out of me with the idea that I would rethink and question everything in the wine industry and build a beautifully diverse company where in five years I would be um, the minority in my business, where we produce you know, amazing, award-winning, sustainably um, farmed and produced wines, and we deliver them directly to like-minded women and people all over the country that want to use wine as a conduit for change. And, and the whole idea from the beginning was, since I loved how wine connects people, why not use wine as a conduit for change? And why not when we open up the bottle, we open up the necessary conversations. So every quarter we design different themes around women's empowerment or topics that we need to talk about. And, you know, our current releases around the 208 study that was done by the Global Economic Forum that says, while well, women are more motivated than ever for equality um, and to fight for change, that if we don't do things disruptively different, it will still take 208 years in this country to achieve full equality for women. And, and we know if we add equity to that number, it's obviously going to be the number will be even greater. So the study goes on to say it's not enough that we get seats on boards and it's not enough that we get more C-suite positions if we can't show up in our highest, most authentic selves. And so my aha moment really came, Melissa, when I started Tenoral Sellers and I gave myself permission to do that. For the first time, I was showing up in full alignment with, with my head, my heart, and my gut. And I was doing work at the same time with Dr. Brenda Wade, who's a, an amazing holistic psychologist but and life coach and America's love doctor. Um, and But before she was that, she was a brain scientist, and she would teach me a lot about the brain and how the brain is designed, and, and even so much so that, that when it comes to business, how as business leaders, we're often disconnected from our heart and our gut, or we process what our heart and our gut are telling us through our heads, and, and, um, and then we make these justifications that business shouldn't rely on gut instinct or emotion should be left out of it. And sometimes that works out okay. But I'll tell you when, when um, your gut fires, your guts, the, you know, the first thing to fire and it fires and it sends messages to every part of your body. And the study she was showing me that all three of these brains are truly brains, your heart and your gut are brains, but they fire faster than your head. And if we turn those off because of some old way of thinking, um, all of us have been taught to just, you know, leave your emotions out, come to the business table, use your head. Um, but when you start 
you know, leaving the best part of yourself at the, at the door, how can you have diversity, um, equity, and inclusion? Because that's, that's like performative, right? We could say we have like a diverse group of people, but if we don't really want them to show up and bring their diversity of thoughts um, and, and feelings and experiences to the table, then how are we really ever, you know, fully engaging them? And how are we actually, you know, keeping them happy where they know they're coming into a culture and an environment where they can show up as their, their authentic self? And there's so many studies now that show when people you know, can show up and, um, you know, companies have a diversity of thoughts and experiences. Uh, they come up with better ideas and they serve, they can serve their audiences better. And I wanted to make sure that we were serving, you know, empowering women, elevating women and inspiring change is, is our mission, but anyone who identifies uh, as a woman. And so we even brought, we have a, we have a queer panel at our company that ensures that if you are a transgender woman or you identify as, as queer, that our language needs to be put out so that it's fully inclusive of everyone that we serve. And it's not always easy because I know we have the best of intentions and we're not going to be perfect. But I think when you know that you are aligned, that you're you know, we take a pause before we make a lot of decisions and say, does it feel right, um, you know, with our head? Does it feel right with our heart? Does it feel right with our gut? And when you check in with all three of those and it feels really good and in alignment, then even when you make mistakes, you know, they're genuine mistakes. Um, and then you and then you, you park your ego so that you just fix it and, and you get better. And that's the beautiful thing about Teneral Sellers is that we are you know, we're, we're, we're a mission before we're a brand and we're really trying to support charities by giving back 10% of our profits to empowering women. And so we're partnering this year with the Women of the Vine and Spirits Foundation to support 22 women with scholarships so that they can either get the training to get into the wine industry or if they're in the wine industry to get further professional development so that they can move up that leadership ladder into C-suite positions. And that, you know, if we can change our industry, then we can also have these conversations to change other industries. And I think we all have to question everything, Melissa. I mean, it's one thing that I was talking when I was, when, when you and I met, it, where do we learn all of these beliefs, right? I mean, we know that there's so many systems that need to be, you know, thrown away, but we do yeah. have, if we start to really question where we learn these things from, a lot of it's from marketing, you know, this mm -hmm. idea that women have to fight each other for one, you know, open position, who in the world came up with that marketing campaign? <laughs> but so many of us pick that up, right? Yeah, no, that's right. Well, and I think that's a lot of what people go through. I shouldn't say people. There are a lot of rich white men that think that, you know, they, we are taking something away from them by becoming ourselves and being part of the solution for equity. Um, and I think that's, can also be a misnomer. Well, the, 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 I mean, the facts show otherwise. I mean, the facts show that, you know, when women make more money, it's, the, you know, it doesn't mean that men make less money. It actually studies show that everyone does better because, yeah. you know, women's brains are designed for the greater good. And we tend to care about community and mm -hmm. nurturing our families and our communities in the world. And so the data shows otherwise, but this is where, you know, I mean, I'd like to, to think if we all just, you know, came together as women as 51% of, of the population, I mean, why, why couldn't we run the world tomorrow? And it would be a kinder place and everybody would have food on the table. But I think sometimes we have to realize we have that power within us that we have to be starting to come together to make the changes that we want to see. And, and I think men are an important part of that because we, there are great allies out there that are men 
but we also can't rely on them to make those changes. And I think part of that is, you know, showing up as authentic selves and speaking our truth. And sometimes that may, you're, you're in a company where you can't show up that way and you may need to find a different place to, you know, to be able to, to, to share your voice. But as I talk to a lot of younger women too, there are a lot of companies that are trying to do this right. And so there's a lot of places that would love to have someone that, that is comfortable sitting at the table and speaking up. And again, I'm not saying all the time, we, we both know that, um, but it's really important that I think for our own selves and for our own health, because there's such a link between our gut health and gut intelligence with our mental health, that if we have to park that, um, you know, we know that's not good for ourselves, even from a physical health. And, and that's when you start to lose employees as um, someone who's running a company is when people aren't happy in their place of employment and, and they feel that they're not being listened to and heard and their, and their differences aren't being valued. Um, and so, you know, when we find those, when we, when we lift up and appreciate those differences is when you have happier employees, um, you know, and that really, you know, that, that then fosters other habits of inclusiveness um, that, you know, create just better team, uh, team environments and more uh, collaboration and co-creation. And when people co-create things, there's ownership in that. So there's lots of business studies, but, but, you know, I, I know, I mean, that the whole nother podcast with all the, the broken systems. And for me, I just wanted to focus on what would it look like if it was built in a way that was beautifully diverse, you know, equitable and inclusive. And instead of focusing on all the things that were wrong, I wanted to focus on, you know, what would it look like and feel like if it was right? So there are very few women owned um, businesses that are suppliers and, and, um, vendors in the wine industry. And instead of focusing on how bad that is, I just focused on finding all of them so that 100% of my vendors and suppliers would be women-owned businesses. You know, and as you were mentioning with OT, instead of focusing on, you know, this old, how, how hard it is for women to raise capital, you know, in a wine industry and how hard it is to even get women as investors, because women often are priced out of the equation or they're not given the opportunity, is I really thought about my women president's own uh, organization sisters and thought, well, if I could get a lot of these women who own businesses that probably have never invested in a private company, but if I can give them an opportunity at a low enough level to come in and they, they care as much about fighting for equality for all women as they do about making a great return on their investment, um, then that would feel right. And so I created a founding 50 club at 10,000 apiece and got 50 amazing um, women, we actually have a, a couple of um, men who invested, but the majority of that 50 are incredible women who are out there passionately fighting for what we stand for every day. So at every, at every level of the company, we're just thinking about what would it feel like if it was, uh, if it felt right, um, instead of, well, this is the way the wine industry has always done it. So this is how we have to do it. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. And what's so interesting to me about you, Jill, is when you meet Jill, it's almost like the wine is kind of the secondary thing. Like, you know, your whole, you know, as you mentioned, your mission, you are on a mission and people can feel and exude the mission that you're on. 
But to be able to grab a bottle of wine and talk about it is kind of like that next, like, okay, how do we get there? And what do we want to do? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so interesting. Well, you know what I love about that, Melissa? It's like, you know, and, and, and thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I, but it's like, I, I feel like a great exercise is, you know, invite some friends over, open up a bottle of wine or two or three and, and start, you know, questioning where, where these old systems come from and, and why we believe certain things, including, you know, milk does a body good or the, you know, the incident that I was just talking about with all these women have to fight against each other to get a job. And, you know, for me, it's just my own personal experience of, you know, most of the great conversations I've ever had, there's been a bottle of wine at the table. And yes, wine helps us relax a little bit. And so we can show up in our more authentic self. And that, and that's a good thing in this way. And so, um, you know, if we can curate those conversations in a way that every quarter, you know, you're going to have, you know, a different box of wine show up, you're going to get conversation starters, you're going to get, you know, tangible actions to take, we're going to educate you a little bit, um, or a lot, depending on where, how you're showing up, then, then we can really do our part to, to really change not just the wine industry, but other industries. And I feel like, you know, again, I, I know I was put on this earth to use my voice. And I believe being of service is so powerful uh, to show up in that way. And it took me a really long time to get here because I didn't know enough about myself. And that's another thing I would tell people is really get to know yourself better. You know, take, take a test like a DISC assessment or, you know, take the Enneagram, which is free online and find out about yourself, what makes you tick. Because when I did that, I realized that, yeah, I'm a high D. So that's the driver, like dominant and I'm influencer. So I'm sociable and all of that. But my driver, some people for that might be, money, you know, wealth, power, my driver's altruism, because I, I actually want to wake up every morning, or I do wake up every morning wanting to know how I can make the world a better place. And when you know that about yourself, it helps you understand, um, you know, where you fit in in the world. I was at Special Olympics for 15 years and raised a ton of money for them. And, um, but I was really frustrated because not because the cause wasn't amazing. And my three children grew up there, but I realized over time that, I'm wired to be an entrepreneur. I'm not wired to be stuck in, um, you know, the, you know, what kind of appears like a box, like this is the way we do it. And we always do it this way. And my brain doesn't work that way. So I think people really have to understand how, you know, what makes them tick um, and what drives them and where their passion and their purpose is, you know, and if you're an entrepreneur, then go out, go build a business that, that fuels that. And I think, you know, I know that consumers now expect that companies, are going to make a difference in the world because people don't have a lot of faith in our government. And so why not harness the power of business for good? And why not, for me, I thought, then why not use wine as a conduit for change and, and, you know, create a company so that I can create that change that I want to see. Well, and I love it. I actually am sitting here with uh, my bottle of 208 Disrupt Now, the 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. And what's, what's amazing to me about what you're doing is even on the labels on the back, you have things like open up the conversation and you'll ask a question, you know, what systemic, what systems need to change in order to remove the 208 timeline? Um, and you, you have a lot of things in here to, to both educate as well as really help people open that conversation um, and talk about uh, how things can change. So, I mean, I just, 
you know, it's, it's one thing when you have a mission and you want to do it, but you literally are taking everything within your power to disrupt everything along the way with women suppliers. There's few of them, but I will use all of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing to me how when we, when we really just intentionally think yeah. about what we can do to disrupt those systems, it can be small. You may think it's small, but it can be a, you know, that pebble in the water with a rippling effect. And um, yeah. And you know what? I love that. I love that, Melissa. And I think that's why, I mean, that just goes back to when I talk about the head, heart and gut alignment. You know, when, when we're in alignment, it, it's um, you can actually have that ripple effect when you're not in alignment, you actually have a lot of blind spots because if you're only thinking through your head, you know, you, how, how can you possibly think of all your stakeholders and, and shareholders and customers and clients and vendors and you know, I use the analogy in my speech. It's like when, when we're, when we take that pause and we, we check in with our head, our heart, our gut and, and see how everything is in alignment. It's, it's almost like we can operate at this higher level. And it's like when an athlete's in the zone and they had, can see the full court and everything slows down and their vision is crystal clear and their performance is at this level that far exceeds anything they, you know, have, have ever achieved in the past. And, you know, and it's one thing for athletes to do that, but there's a way for us to show up that way um, when when we're leading. And and so I, I tell people to make it a daily practice, just like you would brush your teeth or get up and work out or do, um, you know, some meditation, but be very conscious and intentional about, you know, am I going to work with my team about pausing and checking in with our head, our heart and our gut, right? I mean, our heart is you know, is the center for all of our connections and for, um, you know, community, for passion and for purpose. And um, how could you not, you know, how can you not bring that to the table every day? You know, our gut is, um, you know, takes, you know, really is focusing on our sense of self and self-preservation and the root of courage. Yeah. And if you think about even, you know, negotiations or culture, all of these things, you can't do these without your, your heart and your gut. And so why would we, you know, why would we ever run a business without having all three of those? And especially with all that we know now. And, and so I think for anyone, whether they're going to um, a job that they, they don't love, it's still, you can be intentional and conscious about how am I going to show up today? And before I make a, a decision, am I going to check in with my three brains so that I at least know that I am showing up as my highest, most authentic self? And when you do that, then you don't have these gaps in thinking. And, you know, I had to really question myself because I had a lot of gaps because I was leaving, you know, had been leaving the best part of myself at the door on most days with my, you know, even as an owner in this other winery group. So when I created Tenoral Cellars, I, that's when I just questioned everything and started saying, well, what would it look like if I did it the way it felt right? Um, and there's no reason why we can't all show up that way. Um, and really just think about how do we want to operate moving forward in a way that just feels more in alignment with your true and your highest self. And we work more than we do anything. So why, why wouldn't we want to show up as our, our authentic self? Yeah, that's that's fabulous. Well, and and honestly, I mean, I I, I think I asked uh, another um, podcast, some other podcast guests this question, but you know, based on the fact that you started, I mean, I know you had some experience in you know the wine company, 
And then having decided to do this in the height of the pandemic and say, you know what, I'm just going to go off and create this and, and, and create my own brand and have my own line. I mean, like what went through your head? I know you said you had a, you know, essentially a mentor kind of help you, a partner that you were with, um, which I think can be really helpful and powerful when you're trying to break out of that comfort zone and really make sure you're, you are your authentic self. So what was kind of going through your head during that time? Well, I actually, I started it on my own, but I, I was, I was just, I was seeing a life coach, Dr. Brenda Wade. And so it was okay. just, it was like, it all just came together because, but, it, but it's unfortunate in a way it's fortunate, but I also think sometimes it takes these crises for us to make these changes. And, and I'd like to, I'd like for, for all of us to, to really think about that, that, it, it, you know, it shouldn't have taken a crisis for this to happen. I, I should have done this a long time ago. And I, I think I've always had the power and the ability within me. And somewhere along the line, I thought, well, I don't, you know, I haven't taken a company public. I'm not a CFO. I, I need a CFO to partner with me in this other wine company. And so, and I learned, I have no regrets. I learned so much from him. Um, but because our leadership styles were so different, I mean, he leads by a chain of command. He's from the UK and I'm all about collaborating and co-creating and teamwork, you know, having grown up being a competitive athlete that, uh, you know, I should have recognized the signs a long time ago that, um, you know, for me to show up as my highest self, I need to do it on my own. And again, it's a big leap of faith, but I've never been happier because even if it's challenging, I know that I'm showing up with all of me Yeah. and I can't, I can't say, you know, emphasize that enough that, uh, you know, when you show up as your highest self, you're putting that great energy out in the world. Um, even when it's difficult, you know, there's no question that, that, um, I, that's the kind of energy I want to put out. And I also just feel like if we don't do something now, you know, if not me, then who, and if not now, then when, and I don't want to leave this to my daughter's generation or, or when she has children to, to my grandchildren's generation, right. you know, we, we have all of us, you know, as women now we have to get educated. We have the ability to um, you know, to, to start our own businesses. And so I just felt like, you know, if I, if I want to show up and be a part of the solution, then I have to do something. Cause I was feeling pretty hypocritical that, you know, I'm someone that often talks about speaking up and speaking out. And yes, yet I had become so tamed and, and for someone like me to become tamed, um, it really was kind of jarring when I took a, an honest introspective look at myself and, and I just couldn't show up in the world that way anymore. Yeah, I have to say, and I haven't known you long, Jill, but I can't imagine you being <laughs> being tamed. So I, I don't know. I, that had to be very challenging because you are such a energizing, inspiring and fulfilling spirit. You know, you, when you when you run across certain people and I talk about this all the time, having the podcast really just allows me to meet people that I probably would never meet. And I probably would never go up and say, Hey, would you, I would love to have a conversation with you. Um, and so for me, it was all about let's break out of my comfort zone and just meet all these fabulous people that are doing so many wonderful things in the world that I just want to celebrate all of you. Um, because a lot of times, you know, there's, it, it can be a very thankless job, uh, in some cases, but 
but there are so many reasons to celebrate so many things that are going on in the world. Um, and I just can't applaud you enough for inspiring the change that you want to be. Well, thank you. I mean, I really appreciate it. And it's, um, you know, I, with, with the, you know, I want, I want people to show up and be intentional and conscious about where they make their purchases. And I want people to feel like they're a part of our mission so that, you know, in three to five years that we are that best practice, that we are showing what a beautifully inclusive um, wine company can look like. And, and, and to know that with every purchase, you're making a difference. And though, um, you know, I think maybe growing up playing team sports, I never really wanted to, to do things on my own because I, I love community. Um, and that's why I got into the wine industry. So this really gives me an opportunity to to be the change that I want to see and do it through some, you know, phenomenal wine that we can all share and celebrate together. But there's a lot of work to be done. And, and that's why, you know, that's why we need other people to be, uh, to be part of this movement and to join our swarm and to, you know, and to really be living the, the future that they want to see. Yes. Join the swarm. I love it. Yes. So- our swarm wine club and you can get great <laughs> discounts and, you get your quarterly wine club um, next month. We're at the end of uh, um, the month and end of May. We're actually releasing our next release, um, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And awesome. we're partnering with uh, Billie Jean King and her leadership initiative, which is completely focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. She does lots of work with uh, companies across this country, especially the big industries that are very male dominated and um and she's just been a champion for change for her whole career um and breaking barriers and really leading the way so we're excited to celebrate you know all the great things that have come from title nine but also to really discuss the you know the the work that still needs to be done i mean we're seeing throughout this country we're seeing rights taken away from transgender athletes and and people and uh, it's important that, you know, we continue to fight that, that no one can be discriminated on the basis of gender. Yeah, no doubt. So now just to repeat, cause I know you said you are also, I mean, with the community, you guys are doing so much in terms of, you know, giving back to women of the vine. I think if I remember correctly, they do scholarships and other things, um, but I know you're, you know, it's like the social impact you want to see because of the lack of women in the wine industry. You're specifically focused on bringing more women in. Yeah. So we're, the way we do that, we do that in a couple of ways. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're providing funds for the 22 scholarships for the women of the vine and spirits. And that actually has a focus on women of color as well this year. So that will be specifically women into the wine industry. Every quarter we elevate a different female sommelier and a different female chef. So the chef will pair some great recipes with our wines and um, and the sommelier will will talk about the different wines. You know, and then um, and then we've also given we give money back to a lot of great charities. So even though we're partnered with Women of the Vine and Spirits for a particular bottle that's going to be featured um, that will have Billie Jean King on it, that five dollars from every one of those bottles will go back to um, her leadership initiative. And then last year we supported the Stonewall Ingus Back Initiative, the National Women's uh, Law Center, the um, Endometriosis Foundation of America, and the World Central Kitchen. But I think we realized as we, you know, kind of 
took a look at all the work we're doing. Like we, we need to change the wine industry because if we can do that, then we can also share those learnings and uh, you know, how we're doing that to, to impact other industries as well. Yeah. And you are certainly a sought after speaker as well. Um, because I, I love the fact that you can uh, literally go in and partner with corporations to do wine tasting, whether it's in-person or digital. Um, but then you also have uh, this inspiring message to share um, that you you leave different industries with, uh, which I think is, is also so impactful for all of the women uh, and certainly men that are in the room when you're speaking. So um, kudos. Yeah, I, th- I, love, I, I really love doing it, Melissa. And for me, it was just a a way that I could really combine my passions, you know, and, and that way my personal and professional mission are aligned. And, and that is to elevate women and inspire change. But even this weekend, you know, I was talking at athletes voices, which was a, a whole group of professional Olympic uh, national team members that were, you know, completely inclusive. So it wasn't just women, um, but it's how they can use their voice to show up in an authentic way to impact the world um, in ways that feel right for them. And I'm, I'm really passionate about that as well. And it's one of the reasons we put together, you know, we have these wine experiences and I sent OT uh, to Cornell and to get trained as a diversity, equity, and inclusion training uh, trainer so that we can actually bring people together over wine. We can have these great conversations and then she can curate this conversation. So people can enroll with their conscious and unconscious biases. Um, and we take a lot of t- corporate teams that work together or even their vendors and bring them together so that they can really have deeper connections. But connections are the basis of everything we do in the world. And so, you know, if we can have these great necessary conversations, then we can make that change. And, and for me, it's what's great about having someone like OT and lifting her up and getting her you know, more training and getting her scholarships to improve her leadership skills, you know, we benefit from that as a company. So she may go out and do that for, you know, our, our corporate wine experiences, but she's also bringing that training in house so that we're all getting trained. And so, because our journey, we have to be doing the work internally, if we're going to be promoting it externally. And so, um, you know, whether it comes through in our corporate gifting program or our wine experiences or when I'm out speaking or we're showing up at an event to pour, all of that has to, we, we need to make sure that we're reflecting everything that we stand for. Um, and, and that work starts, you know, within with our own team before we can ever go outside and, and do that with others. I love it. I love it. I know we used to talk about eating our own dog food. Is that what they used to call it? But um, now it seems a little more... <laughs> Using wine makes it. Yes, yeah, so I think food. drinking your own wine sounds better than eating your own dog food. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about. Um, I know you're in El Dorado Hills, um, but how can people find Teneral Cellars? Yeah, thank you. Well, we're actually in El Dorado County, so we're about 45 minutes from El Dorado Hills. So we're in the Wine ABA of Fair Play and the town of Somerset. But I chose with this company to not start with a tasting room because I wanted to be able to reach uh, women and like-minded people all over this country. And so we we opened our doors as a digital brand. So we literally, you you find us at tenerallsellers.com and um, we deliver the wine to your you know to your home. And then you invite your friends over, open up the bottle, open up the box and 
in the box will be those conversation starters in your wine and um you know and it's a great place to start we are looking to do more you know in-person events now that things are open but we you know so many of our experiences are are virtual and you can find out about our wine ex different wine experiences that we have um you know the combination as you said like we've done big corporate events where we'll actually do a wine experience for a retreat maybe on the opening night and then i'll speak the next day so we have lots of ways to connect and lots of uh, different events that we we show up at and uh, pour wine. I know we'll be pouring at the Nabo uh, Propel Conference for the state of California, um, you know, in a couple of weeks. So we, we love showing up where there are uh, empowered women, because if we're going to change the world then it's, you know, women have to support other women. And um, and if we do that, we can truly make the change that we want to see. And and then we'll keep you posted when we're you know, we, we decide to open up maybe some a tasting room in the near future and do some more in-person events up here. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, I know I've got I've got a bottle here. I want to encourage folks. Um, I'm part of so many different uh, networks that I know Teneral Cellars is definitely on the list of uh, folks of my folks for people to pick up and, and enjoy. So um, I hope all of you will do so and in the op and have the opportunity to really have some of those conversations and and really try to figure out what we can do, what we can influence um, and really take Jill's energy and just put it into whatever industry you're in, not only uh, looking externally at some of the social impact components, but really at home, you know, in your in your homes, in your Wherever your work, um, there's certainly opportunities everywhere you go. And I love the fact that, um, Jill, you can show up and really speak with your dollars by, um, you know, picking out the wine that you think is actually promoting the social impact that we want to see. So well, the uh, other the other last thing I'll say there, Melissa, too, is, you know, we just incorporated this really cool women owned um, <clears throat> developed technology where you go on our site, it takes 20 to 30 seconds to take this test, but it will tell you everything you need to know about your unique wine palette because everyone's palette is different. Um, and then they've, they've had millions of data points and they've tested all of our wine. So after you take this, it will send you back via text or email the wines that pair perfectly with your palate. And so when you click on the different wine, it'll show you how, you know, if it's high in acid or, you know, where, where it is from, you know, fruit and minerality and then great foods to pair it with. But we don't, we, we never wanted to be a pretentious wine company. We want you to love the wine that you're with. Uh, we want, we want you to know that you're getting sustainably farmed and produced wines with no added sugar or concentrate. We make it in its purest form so that it's nice and clean and, um, and you know what you're getting and, um, and that you're, you know, that every purchase you make is with purpose and that we're giving back 10% of profits to, you know, help, help make this world a better place. And so I would just ask anyone listening, you know, do you, if you're a member of a wine club, you know, do you have a woman owned and run company in there that's giving back and, and um, you know, are you being conscious and intentional about where you spend, you know, all of your dollars. And so I think if we're going to be that change, we have to start thinking that way. Absolutely. And I should say, I mean, and quite frankly, Jill, it's not just about how focused on the mission you are. Your wines are incredible and award-winning, we should mention. Yes. Um, because 
because you know you, when you have the company you got to have the product <laughs> for yes if the wine wasn't good no one would come back that's right <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear i just want to make sure people are aware that you are um definitely not only disrupting but you are making award-winning wines you have many collections you know love is love overflowing with pride gratitude collection I mean, there's so many different things that you're doing with women's health. Um, I love the fact that you have a gratitude red blend, red blend as well. Um, but there's so many different things that you all are thinking about when it comes to, uh, you know, making the change and the impact in the world. So um, again, I just appreciate you being here so much and. I am, uh, I'm a follower. We're a fan now. So we're going to be, you know, keeping up with you guys and making sure that we um, do what we can to help promote general sellers. I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, we put a lot of things that are shareable up on our social, um, you know, great conversation starters, lots of educational things and, and just some fun things. And so, yeah, people like our pages and share the content, then it's part of be doing the things that we need to do to be that change that we want to see. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. We need to get together and drink wine. Yes. That sounds like a plan. So I'll be looking for you, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Thanks for joining me on the Jolly Podcast. Please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.